Brought to you by the WZIP sports team, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. I didn't really plan to ask this, but since you brought it up, what's it like kind of having like your own meme? Like how does that make you feel? <laughs> Exclusive original content. He crosses paths with another best in the world. Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Oh, that gets me excited. And of course, the hottest takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you don't like football. Over well, I say I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise the <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. It is overtime for the best sports talk show there is, was, and ever will be. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. I'm Jake Murin, and welcome to a new series on SBTOT. I'm happy to announce the launch of the Zipline podcast. As we all likely know, sports betting became legal in the state of Ohio on January 1st, 2023, which laid the foundation for the birth of the Zipline podcast. I've enjoyed placing bets myself. I've enjoyed placing bets with other people. And I've enjoyed hearing people talking about betting, knowing that I can now do it as well. And that's truly what I'm going for here. I want this to become more of a discussion than a one-way flow of communication. I'm not urging any of you to take my bets, but I'm simply putting them out there in an effort to create some kind of community over time with this series. I'm the only voice on episode one of the zipline, but that'll likely change in future episodes if this gets a lot of support, especially within uh, WZIP Sports itself. Now, for the plan of episode one of the zipline, I'm going to give you three bets, some of which I have action in tonight on Monday, January 9th. I'm also going to give you three bets I dislike, as well as a parlay and a same-game parlay that I find some value in. But first, I realized in the first week of sports betting that many people were not aware of some of the basics. I've had to explain to many people around me what exactly a money line bet was or what a parlay was. While I may not be speaking to that exact audience right now, I figured I would do a quick betting 101 describing each type of sports bet. It shouldn't take long, and hopefully I can help a, at least one person out there understand sports betting before getting to the bets themselves later on. And of course, betting a 101 tips and tricks and learning materials are available in most sports books where you would take action. I just figured I would do the same here in case this is your first time and your first exposure into the world of sports betting, which can certainly make uh, sporting events and games a lot more entertaining along the way, or at least that's been my experience just one week in, of course, with sports betting becoming legal on January 1st this year of 2023. So let's get right into it. Betting 101, I'll go over what over-under bets are, what money line bets are, what uh, spread bets are, and parlays and same-game parlays as well. So I'll start with over-under bets because to me, these are the easiest type of bets to understand. So over-under bets is betting on the combined score of both teams in a game. Very, very simple. You just add the score of Team A and Team B, and are you going to be over that or under that number for the game? An example of this, yesterday, Bengals-Ravens, there was an over-under of 43.5 points scored in that game. 
I had action on 43.5 points scored in yesterday's Bengals-Ravens game, and I took the under, meaning both teams had to score under 43.5 points for that to cash. Luckily for me, they combined for exactly 43 points, so I was able to have that leg of one of my parlays cash, and thankfully they did score under 43.5. I could have taken an over 40 points, and I would have cashed on that as well, knowing that they scored over 40 points, and they ended up at 43. Very easy concept to understand the over-under bet. Now a bet that is slightly more difficult to understand, but I think it does make sense when you look at the grand scheme of it. These are money line bets. Money line bets are the most common bet, in my opinion, and they're just simply a straight wager on who you think is going to win a game. That's all there really is to it. As a plus sign for an underdog and a minus sign for a favorite, you'll see these In sports betting, in any sport really, and even sometimes in the world outside of sports as well. So you'll see commonly see numbers as like a minus 100, a minus 150 indicating a favorite team or a favorite player or a favorite prop bet. Prop bets being bets that you can place on a team's statistics or player statistics or who scores the first touchdown. There is a wide variety of different prop bets and you can get really creative with those as well. But money line bets are just the odds of those singular things happening. It's that straight wager on who you think is going to win the game. It's that straight wager on if you think a prop bet is actually going to happen or not and the likelihood that these sports books determine on how likely that is going to happen. So again, a plus is an underdog, a minus sign is a favorite. And the easiest way to calculate your winnings based on what an underdog is and a favorite is, is basing it off of a bet of $100. So let's take plus 150 and minus 150 as as an example. Plus 150 is a favorite, or an underdog, excuse me. A plus 150 is an underdog. So if you bet $100 on a plus 150 underdog, you're going to win $150. Good value for your buck. On the other side of things, though, if you place a bet on a minus 150 favorite, you have to bet $150 since it's minus 150 to win $100. So when you see a minus 150 favorite, maybe you want to do some other things with that line in order to actually get some value out of your dollars or place even more on that if you're really confident that way you're getting at least more than you're putting in to that bet. So that's the difference between an underdog and a favorite and exactly how to calculate those money line bets. Of course, you don't actually have to bet $100 for those money line bets. That's just an easy way of understanding it. And then, of course, you can bet however much you want. And most sports book, if sports books, if not all of them, do have a calculator there for you to calculate, hey, I want to put a $5 bet on this. What exactly is that payout? If it's something like a plus 123 underdog, then it'll let you know and spit that number out for you. So less of a hassle on you and you can calculate what that payout is exactly going to be. Next, I have spread bets to explain. These are definitely the most complicated in my opinion, but once you kind of get the flow of it, it is quite easy to understand. Nothing really about sports betting is too complicated. So spread bets is simply betting on the plus or minus odds of the spread of a game. The best way of explaining what a spread bet is, is giving an example of it. So the Georgia Bulldogs tonight in the national championship game are, it's a minus 12 and a half spread. And TCU is a plus 12 and a half spread. 
the reason for this is Georgia is favored to win the game. So Georgia is a minus 12.5 favorite, and TCU is a plus 12.5 underdog. But this is the spread bets we're talking about, minus 12.5, plus 12.5. So how do you place this bet, and how do you cash out? For Georgia being a minus 12.5 favorite, you only cash if Georgia wins by more than 12.5 points. See, if you place a bet on Georgia, minus 12.5, and that's the spread of the game, the only way you're going to get that money is if Georgia wins and beats TCU by 13 points or more. On the other side of things, though, TCU is a plus 12.5 underdog, and that is the spread bet. Again, the uh, there's odds to these spreads. So it's a plus 12.5, but the odds might be 110 for ex- or minus 110 actually being a favorite uh, line. But it's a plus 12.5 spread. And with that, you can cash out in two ways. So TCU plus 12.5 spread, you can win if TCU wins outright or if TCU loses by less than 12.5 points. This is really important. Whenever you see a plus sign next to a spread, there's always going to be two ways you can win that bet. If the team wins or if they lose by less than that spread. So if TCU loses tonight, but it's only by a touchdown, you would still cash if you place TCU plus 12.5. If they lose by 10 points, you're still cashing. If TCU wins, you're still cashing. So a lot of value to be gained there, but you want to make sure you're understanding the spread bet itself and knowing how you think the game is going to go and what that spread differential is going to be in terms of those plus minus odds of the game, who's going to win and by how many points are they going to win? Is it going to be a close game? Is it going to be a blowout in a certain direction? Those are really the things you want to consider when looking at spread bets. Next and my favorite type of bet are the same game parlays and the parlays. So what is a parlay. A parlay is when you combine the odds of two or more single bets into one bet slip at better odds. But the parlay only cashes when all bets within a parlay cash individually. Parlays are my favorite just because they can provide some extreme value. Each pick in a parlay is more commonly known as a leg of a parlay. So you'll hear two-leg parlay, three-leg parlay, four-leg parlay, and on and so on and so on. Each leg needs to cash for the entire parlay to cash, and all of the odds get better as you add more legs, depending on the the odds of the legs you're cashing. But if you take four slight favorites and put them in a four-leg parlay, that's going to cash out really well because that those odds of all those things happening are so slight that the odds of the parlay cashing are actually going to be a plus 500 or so underdog meaning that you're cashing more money out for that parlay. Now, for same-game parlays, they're the exact same thing as a normal parlay, but all of the legs, by no surprise, are bets on the same game itself. An example of this is one that I placed yesterday that I won. It was Bengals-Ravens under 43.5 points. That was leg number one. Leg number two was Bengals over 1.5 touchdowns. And leg three was Bengals winning at halftime. So all those three things happened, and all those three things had individual odds attached to them. You combine them all three into a parlay, and it spits you out better odds 
for a same game parlay. And in this case, I actually won this one for the Bengals and Ravens game. Just barely, though, because, again, the Bengals and Ravens combined for exactly 43 points. Was really stressing me out near the end of the game. But thankfully, I was able to cash on that one parlay on week 18 of the NFL. That'll do it for my betting 101 lesson. Again, hopefully I touched at least one of you out there listening on what exactly sports betting is and how you can take advantage of these sports books and the lines that are being offered to you. Now let's get into some bets that I like and some bets that I don't like. First, I'm going to go over three bets that I like. And a lot of these have to do with the NFL games this weekend in the first round of the NFL playoffs. Of course, the wildcard games. And first up, I like Buccaneers plus 128 versus the Cowboys. The Cowboys lost by 20 to the Commanders in Week 18, and Dak Prescott did play. Before that loss, four of the last three Cowboys games were decided by one score. And come on, it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady will likely win in a one-score game. And plus 138 odds for Tom Brady in the first round of the NFL playoffs? I mean, that is a line asking to be played. Of course, this might be Tom Brady's farewell season. It might be his last chance to win a Super Bowl. He might retire after this year. That's an edge on the GOAT's shoulder if I've ever heard of one. So the first round of the playoffs against the Dallas Cowboys, who haven't looked all that great to end the regular season, give me the Buccaneers as an underdog at plus 128 odds. That's a great line you could take right there or put that in a parlay, and that would even give you some more value. I love the Buccaneers plus 128 versus the Cowboys. Another line that I like deals with the NFL playoffs this weekend. It is Vikings minus 148 versus the New York football Giants. I'm not in the belief that the Vikings are frauds or pretenders. I don't believe that. Kirk Cousins, of course, he's not the greatest quarterback. He's probably one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL playoffs, in fact. But the Vikings have playmakers. Their defense isn't all that bad either. And I think Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and company are actual contenders this year in the NFC, right up there with the 49ers. If Minnesota can slow down the run game of New York, then this should be an easy win. I think Daniel Jones is an inefficient quarterback with largely largely poor play overall. Give me the Vikings at home, which I think is really important as well, in the playoffs as a minus 148 favorite. The line, they're not a huge favorite, but that minus 148, if you even parlay that with the Buccaneers plus 128, you're getting some pretty good value there. I really like the Vikings in week one of the NFL playoffs. And like I said, I just don't believe in the Giants. Saquon Barkley might be the most improved player this year. He de- he deserves a lot of credit, but Daniel Jones, I'm not a fan. I think he's probably the worst quarterback in this year's NFL playoffs. I'm not sure if it's all that close either. The last bet that I like, tonight's national championship game. And I actually addressed this exact bet a little bit earlier when I was explaining what a spread bet was. And this, the, the bet I like is TCU spread plus 12 and a half, and the odds on this are minus 110. Also, it's worth mentioning DraftKings Sportsbook, one of the more popular sportsbook along with FanDuel here, DraftKings is offering a 100% college football profit boost. So if you use that profit boost 
on the TCU spread plus 12 and a half at minus 110 odds, then $10 on that single bet alone pays out about $28. I have some action in this one. Actually, I have two of these exact same bets because I got two profit boosts. So I have two $10 bets on TCU spread plus 12 and a half that pays out $28 each. I find extreme value in this because Michigan's defense was supposed to be great. And TCU scored 51 on them in the college football playoff semifinal. I think Georgia wins this game. Don't get me wrong. I think the Bulldogs win it. But I'm expecting nothing more than a 10-point margin of victory here. A 12.5 spread for the Horned Frogs just seems like a layup bet to me. In fact, there's even an alternate spread listed on DraftKings at plus 7.5. And that is a plus 140 underdog bet. I think this game gets decided by a touchdown, maybe even a field goal. But if you're trying to play it safe at minus 110 odds, TCU spread plus 12 and a half in case Georgia does win by 10. I think that's a great bet. I think that's an easy cash. I think that TCU is going to compete with Georgia tonight. Again, I do see Georgia winning, but the Horn Frogs and Max Dugan, I think they're going to show up and they're going to show out in this national championship. And also, not only am I expecting Georgia to win, but not by more than 12 and a half, but if TCU pulls out the upset, you're still cashing. TCU spread plus 12 and a half, you're cashing that bet if the Horned Frogs win or if they lose by less than 12 and a half. I think that is an easy, easy bet to cash. Now for the three bets that I don't like. And also these ones have to do with the national championship game tonight and with the NFL slate of games this weekend. So first, we'll start with the NFL playoffs as we did with the bets that I liked. And this one is Chargers minus 122 versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Chargers lost 38-10 to to the Jaguars earlier this season in September. The Jaguars are hot, winning their last five games of the regular season to win the AFC South and the opportunity to host this game against Los Angeles. The Chargers are the better team, no doubt, but I'm not risking my money on a minus-132 line on them against a red-hot Jags team that has a good chance at pulling off an upset in a stadium that was rocking in Week 18 against the Titans. I could only imagine how loud that atmosphere will be this weekend in the playoffs. I believe this is the first playoff berth for the Jacksonville Jaguars since 2017, and the Jaguars at home in Jacksonville, they already got a huge head-to-head win over the Chargers in the regular season. I would even feel comfortable betting that the Jaguars were going to win this game outright. Maybe a short spread bet if you're if you're trying to be on the more cautious side. Maybe like a, a Jaguars plus three and a half. So if they win, you cash. If they lose by less than three and a half, you still cash. But there's no way I'm taking a money line bet on Justin Herbert and the Chargers at minus one. 22. I think the Chargers might win this game. They are the better team, like I said, but I'm not risking my money on that line. Give me a money line bet on the Jaguars for value or give me a spread bet on the Jaguars so you're covering both both of your bases there. Another bet I don't like regarding this week's NFL playoffs and a wild card matchup between AFC North rivals. I don't like Ravens plus 235 against the Bengals. The Ravens and Bengals split the season series with Cincinnati 
picking up a 27-16 win in Week 18. And Baltimore was without Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley, J.K. Dobbins, and Mark Andrews in that Week 18 clash. That is important. You have to recognize that, that they were without three of their best players, and they were without their backup quarterback that has shown at least some promise this season. But how am I supposed to trust Lamar Jackson in a road playoff game when he hasn't played for five weeks? When he hasn't been in a real NFL game, hasn't seen real NFL action with his teammates against an opposing squad for five weeks? Plus 235 is great value. But we're talking about a Bengals team that is expected by some people to make it as far as getting back to the Super Bowl this year. People are coining this playoff run for the Bengals as Joe Burrow's revenge tour, trying to get back to the Super Bowl and trying to beat whoever represents the NFC in the Super Bowl and getting Joe Burrow a ring in what has been a short but successful year or or career in Cincinnati. But Ravens plus 235, there's value there. But I don't think this game is going to be close. I think the Bengals win this one. And you could even look at some spread bets there as well. Back to the college football national championship game tonight, though. I don't like the under. The under for this matchup is Georgia for Georgia TCU is under 63 points. And the odds for that is minus 110. In the semifinal matchups, Georgia beat Ohio State. 42-41, TCU beat Michigan 51-45. to You don't have to be great at math, folks, to realize that both of those games were over 63 points. And of course, this is a completely different matchup, but with a, such a high-scoring semifinal, you almost have to expect some kind of high-scoring national championship game. And both of these teams can put up points. Like I said, with a bet I like for TCU with the spread, with a 12.5 spread, I think TCU is going to be able to score and keep up with Stenson Bennett in the Bulldogs' offense. Georgia is going to score. There's no way around it. The Bulldogs are going to score the football. They're probably going to score the football a lot. But TCU is going to keep it close. It may, came, it may come down to some fourth-quarter drives, and I think combined – these teams score more than 63. Even if they don't, it's not a line that I would be comfortable in taking. Under 63 at minus 110, I think it's going to be neck and neck the whole way. There's going to be some fourth quarter drives that really determine the outcome of this game. All teams are probably going to score in every quarter. And TCU, Georgia, I mean, over 63, I can see both of these teams scoring over 30 points quite easily tonight to end the college football season. Like, like I said earlier, I expect the Bulldogs to be crowned as the national champion. Wouldn't be surprised if TCU pulls off the upset, though. That's why I have action in that 12-and-a-half spread. But the under 63, I'm just not comfortable putting my money towards a minus 110 odds. I mean, it's even a favorite. At under 63, you could take the over. But I'm not a huge fan of over-under bets and an under 63 in a national championship game between two teams that scored 42 and 51 respect, respectively in their college football semifinal matchups, I don't like it. If you have action in it, good luck, but 
I'm not placing any action in the over or under. Maybe some alternate over-unders if you take a look at those in the sports book that you're in. But under 63, I'm not a fan of that one. I would maybe go under 75, somewhere around there. But then again, those odds aren't going to be as great. Now for the parlays. The parlays that I like, one parlay that I like this week, and then one same game parlay that I like this week. Let's get into the NBA, shall we? This is the one parlay that I like this week, and both these games happening tonight, of course, odds are subject to change. Maybe these odds have changed since this recording, but I like the Kings minus 240 hosting the Orlando Magic tonight. The Sacramento Kings have lost two in a row by a combined five points, but they're still 20 and 18, fifth in the Western Conference, and are healthy. If you look at the Orlando Magic, the Magic's Jonathan Isaac and Ball Ball are both out, so they're not very healthy. And Orlando is 15 and 25 this season and 5 and 13 on the road. Give me the Kings all day at home. I know they're a minus 240 favorite, which is pretty big odds for them. But that's a shoe-in for a parlay piece that I'm absolutely putting action in. Now, what are you going to put that with, though? And I'm just giving you a straight-up two-leg parlay. Nothing fancy here. I'll give you a little bit more for my same-game parlay. But my other line here is Pelicans minus 105 on the road versus the Wizards. This was kind of a pick bet, meaning both teams were favored when I looked at this. But the Pelicans minus 105 on the road, taking on Washington, I like those odds. Pelicans, they've lost two in a row, but they've played competitive basketball in those contests against good teams in the Mavericks and Nets. New Orleans is dealing with injuries. They're third in the Western Conference, though, and have depth to be able to beat the Wizards, who are 11th in the Eastern Conference with a 17-23 record and only 10-7 at home. I didn't even mention that the Wizards have lost two straight themselves and will likely be without their best player in Bradley Beal tonight. So that's why I like those odds as well. I just think that the Pelicans play tough night in and night out regardless of who's on the floor, and they've shown that recently even in their losing games. And the Wizards, they were on a winning streak. Bradley Beal got hurt. Now they're, they've lost two in a row. They're at home. But I think the Pelicans get the job done on the road, just favored over the Wizards here. And if you combine the Pelicans minus 105 and the Kings minus 240, that parlay becomes plus 176. I know it could be higher, but if you're just taking two favorites, putting them in our parlay, it does make a decent line. So give me those two picks tonight for the NBA. thought I would throw some basketball into the first episode of the zip line here and give you a parlay piece that pays out plus 176. If you put a free $25 wager on that from DraftKings, you're going to get a good payout. Or if you're just feeling a, a small $5, $10 bet, that's fine too. I think it's, I think it's good odds there. Now before we wrap up, one more bet that I have to give you it is the same game parlay that I like this week. You got to love same game parlays. They're so fun to get, dig into one particular game and really see what's going on. What are these sports books thinking is going to happen? Where can I really get good value and get all these different legs that make sense but give me good odds? 
that I can get a decent payout on. Very intriguing, and this is my same game parlay that I like this week. And of course, we're going back to the college football national championship game. And all three of these legs are about TCU. Now, as an Ohio State fan, nothing against Georgia, but as an Ohio State fan, even just looking at this game, I'm not too familiar with a lot of the TCU players and a lot of the Georgia players in terms of touchdown odds. Will this player score a touchdown? Will this player get the first touchdown? Will this player get the last touchdown? I personally am not comfortable taking those odds, but what I do know are the bigger names, like Max Dugan. And that's what I'm, I'm placing action in. So three legs here for the same game parlay. First, Max Dugan over 224.5 passing yards. And oh, how clever were the sports books by creating that over because against Michigan, Max Dugan had 225 passing yards. And now they're setting a 224.5 passing yards as the over here. And when I'm looking at this, I think Max Dugan gets this feat. This is the national championship game. This is a game where you put everything out there on the field and you play your all. Like You play your hardest football game of your life. And to me, I mean, we know Max Dugan. We know how hard he plays out there. We saw him in the Pac-12 championship game. Of course, he lost, but he still played his heart out going to overtime with Kansas State. We saw what he did against Michigan on the ground as well, which I'll get to in a second. But Max Dugan, over 224.5 passing yards, give me that all day. And if you're looking at that Michigan game where he had 225 passing yards, in that game, Max Dugan also had 15 incompletions, which isn't great, but to me that sounds like a lot of extra yards that were left on the field. I don't see Max Dugan having 15 incompletions tonight against Georgia. And look, TCU's going to have to throw the ball. They have a phenomenal run game, but they're going to have to throw the ball in a national championship game if they want to win. And if they want to win, I think Dugan has to throw for over 224.5 passing yards. That is the first leg of my same game parlay. The second one, Max Dugan anytime touchdown scorer. Now this means he's got to run the ball then or receive the ball if they're thinking of a Philly special or something along those lines. But Max Dugan, anytime, touchdown, score. And the reason I say this is because against Michigan, again, looking back at that college football semifinal matchup, he had 15 carries, 57 yards rushing, and two touchdowns on the ground against a Wolverines defense that was supposed to not even give up over 20 points to the TCU Horn Frogs, yet alone 51. We know TCU likes to run the ball with Dugan, especially near the goal line, and that's exactly what they do, and they do a great job at it. I certainly expect Max Dugan to score a rushing touchdown tonight against the Georgia Bulldogs, and I know the Bulldogs' defense is really strong, especially up front and and their linebacker crew as well, but Max Dugan, I really expect him to get in the end zone. This is probably the most risky of the three legs in this same game parlay that I'm proposing but I think he gets the job done. I think he finds the end zone and he rushes into the end zone tonight for TCU. The last leg of my same game parlay before we get out of here is TCU alternate spread at plus eight and a half. Now I already told you that I'm taking action 
in the TCU spread of plus 12.5 at minus 110 odds. But I also mentioned alternate spreads out there that if you think this game is even going to be closer, that you can get some better value out of that. And I look at an alternate spread like plus 8.5. I mean, you're going to cash if TCU pulls off the upset or if Georgia wins by a touchdown. And to me, that's great value. I, I really do expect this game to be decided by seven or less points. I really do. I, Georgia could win by one. They could win by three. They could win by seven. Or TCU could pull off the upset. Any of those situations, you're cashing that leg of the parlay. At an alternate spread of plus eight and a half at better odds, I already explained why I like the spread in TCU's favor. And this alternate spread of that plus eight and a half gives you more value for your buck and it still covers that that scenario where the Bulldogs win by a touchdown. So the, th- the three legs of the same game parlay. Max Dugan over 224.5 passing yards. Max Dugan anytime touchdown scorer. And TCU alternate spread plus 8.5. Now this is some great value here because this same game parlay plus 700 odds. Which means something as small as a $5 bet pays out at $40. And again, if you have those free bets still, I mean, you could you could throw more on that. If you're a new customer in Ohio on these sports books, there's a lot of opportunities to collect free bets. I don't know if you have that one of those eight $25 bets in DraftKings, you put that on here. I mean, my goodness, that is some insane value. And you could be cashing out big time tonight in the college football national championship. But again, if you're Feeling like it may not happen, but scared money don't make no money. We know this. $5? You turn that into 40 Which to me, sounds like great odds for a same, gar- same game parlay. And for me, that sounds like a great way to end the first episode of the Zipline podcast here on SBTOT. Hopefully you all enjoyed it. And if you made it this far, I truly appreciate you. Next time... I'll likely be joined by someone else here at WZIP Sports, and we'll both give you some bets that we like and we don't like in the parlays, all that stuff. And as I said at the top of the podcast, I really want to create a community within WZIP Sports for sports betting. If you end up riding with me on any any of my personal bets, then good luck to you. And even if you don't, I still wish you good luck in any action that you may be taking not only tonight in the college football playoff, but in any NBA action, NHL action, this week's NFL games. It's an exciting time to be a sports fan. It's important to me that I also provide the national helpline for gambling addiction at the end of the podcast as well. You can give them a call at 1-800-522-4700. Again, that's 1-800-522-4700. Zero zero help is available 24-7 and they provide both call and text services my name is jake marin i really hope you all enjoyed this and i hope to speak to you all again for episode two of the zipline